Do you know what song this is? We're recording. We're back. I thought we were muted. That was a quick mute. Quick I like to. I wanted to try to get like a clean. Walking the cats is television. Yeah. It is. No. Damn it. It's TV on the radio. But you were close. You I said TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I did hear this. It is on my uh, Daniel Johnston podcast playlist. I, uh, him doing, Daniel Johnston doing the song was absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of heartbreak. I have such a complicated, two weeks was needed just for Daniel Johnston. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I like, I'm, I had trouble Basically, we wanted to do Daniel, Daniel Johnston Fun, yep. the record, his major label debut. Yep. Um, now, it kind of goes against the theme of the podcast, but that's okay. I didn't think it really mattered. Do we have a theme? Music we had never heard before. Oh, okay, yeah. That, that so, was my error. Now, I'm going to ask... Well, you had bought the record, but you said you didn't listen to it much? No, I listened to it a lot, but I haven't listened to it in like a decade. Okay. Now... What, where did you first hear Daniel Johnston? Okay. So the reason why this album means so much to me is because this was, or he was the first artist that I felt like I really discovered on my own. Wow. So anytime like I've, I've listened to a new artist, it had been coming off the recommendation of friends like Pat, for example. You would recommend a lot of great stuff to me. Mm-hmm. You burned me a lot of replacement stuff, a lot of Paul Westerberg. Scott's excited about something. Turn the music oh, down? I thought you were excited about oh. something on the TV. Um, but this I had heard on, it was either the Marshfield station or a college Ooh. radio station that I was driving like late at night one night. Uh-huh. And this was like 2007. And they were playing a bunch of his songs. And I loved it. I had never heard it. And this was, like I said, pre-cell phone days. So I'm, I don't know who this guy is. Was it pre-cell phone days or was it your pre-cell phone <laughs> days? <laughs> it was, everyone's pre well okay. pre-smartphone days. all right I'll say that, that. that's fair so i was reaching my destination and i was afraid that i wasn't going to hear the dj come on and say who this was so mm-hmm. i'm like frantically searching for something to write with that i can scribble yeah. lyrics down that i could then google later and find out who this guy is joke was on me the dj came on and said who it was anyway i went out the next week and bought this album this was the only album that i could really find in stores at the time that makes sense because it's the major label debut he was dropped after because it only sold 5600 copies right uh no no 5800 something like that that. not a lot you're quibbling i know know. 200 copies jeez Um, i thought he said something else no never mind but then once i bought the album Mm -hmm. i realized that i had heard him before he's in the movie empire records really which i loved when i was a kid and I had bought that soundtrack, but he's not on the soundtrack. Interesting. So he's in the the guar, guar scene with Mark, if anyone knows Empire Records as well as I do. The scene where Mark is eating a pot brownie and he's watching a guar video. and That's weird. Then the Daniel Johnson song plays in the background. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was in the movie. No, no, no. And I'm like, well, how would he put himself through I thought you were going to say he joined guar. Uh, no. That, well, ugh. Um. So the song was featured, but he was never on the soundtrack, which was, again, it's just another like... Hey. Well... My relationship with Daniel Johnson was, I don't know if I had heard the Bright Eyes cover of Devil Town or the Connor Obers cover of Devil Town. I think it's Bright Eyes, right? Eh, whatever. But I, it, being at, I remember working at the 99, and this kid, Josh, I know, he said, cause 
and I kind of thought of this too, is that when you have like a job where you work with a bunch of different people, a lot of time is spent like in like saying hi to people, people come and going, waitresses, whatever. And he was he would say hi, how are you? And then he said it. He would say it in like a funny voice, and he'd be like, "Do you know what that's from?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Daniel Johnston," and I was like, "I, I think I knew who it was." Mm-hmm. Now. I knew that he was a troubled artist mm-hmm. with mental problems. See, I didn't know any of that. Until? Until, like, learning more about him okay. back then. But when I first heard the music, I didn't know. I also didn't realize that there was, there was like, professionally recorded parts of his discography. Yeah. Um, so when you, you know, gave us the opportunity to listen to this album, I was surprised at how well produced it was. Scott, Daniel Johnston. Had you ever heard of him before? No, I hadn't. Okay. Um, now, this I'll, is not my style of music. Okay. Now, I will say that when last week, because we had two weeks to do this, mm-hmm. I did start with the album and I started the first track, Love Wheel. Loved it. Yep. Loved the wheel. <laughs> I thought it was great. I'll play it. Um, to a now, I had. This is a rock song, straight ahead. It's got that little. I don't. I don't want to sing and embarrass myself, but it's yeah. got a, a like very common refrain. Okay. Yeah, this bum, part. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, this bum. reminds me of Meet the Beatles type yeah. stuff from that era. Um, I'm not going to say what I thought of the album yet, but I do want to ask Scott because he's sort of the canary in the coal mine. One question for you, Scott. Did you listen to the album before watching the documentary? Yes, multiple times. Okay. Okay. What did you? What was your first impression of the album? Besides, it's not for you. I liked a handful. No, I did like a handful of songs. Mm-hmm. I liked this, and then the last song, "Rock and Roll EGA," is really good. Okay, that's the, the one the, that was in Empire Records. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I I love the last song as well. Let me get my but then I have written notes. Katie, my little girl, and. The oddities of it just. I, I mean, it's not This is my note for, for Katie. There's a fucking burp. The burp I go, is ugh, rough. Abs- I wrote, absolutely hated it, including the falsetto and the burp. Yeah. The burp. The burp just out of place. catches me off guard every the, single time. Think, so the know. burp for me was like, okay, mind you, I had not seen the doc yet. Yeah. I knew that this guy had mental problems, I knew that he died. I knew that he crashed the plane with his dad in it. I didn't know that until the documentary. Well, I, and when I heard the burp, I'm like, okay, this is his kind of being quirky, whatever. Now, I listened to Alan probably twice all the way through. Two nights ago, we're going to go back to the Alan, but I watched the doc, Mm -hmm. The Devil and Daniel Johnston. I mean, I was obviously blown away by the documentary. Yeah. Were you blown away by it? Yes. Scott? It's a great documentary. I didn't like watching it. I did not like watching it either. I found it to be, I'm going to pronounce the word wrong, like really exploitative. Is that how you say it? Pretty close. Exploitative. I really did not think the director had that. So my disagreement with you there would be a lot of that footage is his own. Right. And everything else is just archive. Like he just got what was out there, which is an insane amount of footage of yeah, him as I, a young guy. My first like note tape for the movie: recorded journal entries and letters all that and- stuff he recorded himself on tape. The movie opens as him as a child mm-hmm. into twelve, 
his like adolescence. He grew up in Sacramento, moved to West Virginia, mm-hmm. and he was born to very uh, evangelical e- evangelical parents who seemed like they were really nice. Youngest of five, okay, kids, right? So he I was think so. the baby of the family. And he was obviously different, and he was artistic, and he made these movies that were like crazy creative and good. Now, I wonder what age he really started to show like signs of mental illness. Well, I think his mom said junior high school. They said that he was when he was in school, he had trouble socializing, yeah. and that's but now, granted, his parents. This was the sixties. Yeah, yeah. 60s. He was born in sixty one. Obviously, his parents didn't have the resources right. or even know like how yeah, to handle it. Yeah, it just wasn't a thing. There weren't the appropriate terms back then. Right. True. But, okay, I get that. But, okay, so his pa- he recorded his mother yelling at him, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because it really wasn't that mean. It didn't feel out of the ordinary. It didn't. I've been yelled at like that. Yeah, if you're like a, a slacker kid who yeah. isn't really and then the, doing what he's supposed then to do. Then basically everyone admits that he was doing it just to get his mom to yeah, yell at him. Yeah, so he could use it for a show. Yeah. And then she gets pissed at him and does it again. And then she yells and he uses more. Like it's a good little cycle. <laughs> his mother on. called him an unprofitable servant. And what did he call himself? Unserviceable. A service of, unserviceable profit? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. It was kind of cute. But like now... So that's the beginning stages of the mental illness. Okay. Yeah. Now, so now my main issue with how everything that progresses from there is once he gets dosed with acid. Well, yeah. You jump in like three quarters. I throw. know. But this is just going to, I can't get this out of my head. Yeah. So he started taking acid all the time, right? And smoking pot. Yeah. But the acid's what's really going to fuck but with the your pot? head. The pot? Now, I don't want to interrupt you. People should not have been letting him smoke weed. No. That, now, I obviously, in retrospect, we can make these assumptions and judgments. Right. Dude, he was wild-eyed. Right. And we know now that those drugs, even weed, can exacerbate. We've all read Infinite Jest. These <laughs> but, bipolar, like, schizophrenia. But he's just with tendencies. a bunch of musicians. Yeah. Like They're just right. all getting fucked up. Right. And, okay. So and he's obviously brilliant. In his yeah, own way, he was. So. Did you uh, go back to your point about the acid? So, Sorry. No, it's all right. I feel like doing that much acid combined with his mental disorder just left him in a state of arrested development. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then for 40 years, he just didn't change at all. Mm-hmm. And it was really when he had episodes, things bad things would happen. But the obsession with the original girl that he loved, Lori, mm-hmm. who. I was surprised that they didn't do any follow-up on her. They said they she got did divorced. At the end. Oh, they just did? Just a, a credit roll. Yeah, they said she got divorced. I didn't see the credits. Yeah. I was wondering why they didn't get her in the movie. I, she, I'm sure, wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. She was just going along with this guy that was obsessed with her. But he was pretty... Would you... I think that if there was a guy like that in my school, he was so crazy creative that he would have been... No. No? I think I think then he was yeah like easier to be around and probably fun. Yeah, he was definitely like accepted. Point. Yeah. Yeah, you want a guy begging you to say I love you into tape just so we can record it? No, but that story then, was but told secondhand. 
No. And then know, they, but he I know, talked about it in the in the documentary as a fifty year old. I know, but like, well, he's, he's a, still he, pined for her. Yeah, well, I just, I felt like the director had a narrative that he, everybody knew the story, and he mm-hmm. wasn't revealing anything that wasn't already told. I just had a problem with. They okay. There was no reason to show old Daniel Johnston. Because it was so tragic. No, you. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah, the I, reason. It's no, to I show think you need how, to. how, like, when I was watching it for the second time around, he is so much more, like, alive in his younger days and, oh, yeah. and like, engaged. Mm-hmm. And he can actually have a conversation and tell a story with a through line. And I was surprised things. that he was so coherent. Yeah, coherent. But when I take that album, Fun, and after watching the movie, I'm like, that album was exploiting him. It completely yes. changes how yeah. I listen to the album now after watching that movie. I don't know that's how much... Po- that's post The Mental Asylum. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much on the album he actually wrote, but I did hear an early version of Love Wheel. Yeah. And it's like the same melody, but like he couldn't really play guitar. I think he he could play very basic guitar. Yeah. But. He could really play piano. So that was the album was produced by the Butthole Surfers it guy. It was. Which is... Who was Possibly the same guy that gave do- him his first dose of I acid. I feel like he was the guy that gave him the acid. And w- why was who- he at the dentist? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why did we have to see him getting his teeth drilled? And his teeth were disgusting. <laughs> that was the weirdest part of the movie. Honestly. I, I feel like <laughs> you don't have time. Like you just, Maybe they were touring and he like could only do it when he was back. I don't know. But we but, don't need to see the footage. No, it's true. And it, he didn't really add anything to it. I think they wanted to add... They must have... The rumor must have been that that Paul Leary, that's his name, dosed him, mm-hmm. and he was basically not just there. him, but it was like a regular thing. Butthole Surfers did. Ah, oh, that's so awful. It's really fucked up. Yeah, and Butthole Surfers suck. Remember Pepper was a big hit, mm. but I mean, it, it was just tr- Sonic Youth takes him to New York. Why? Because horrible. They don't know about his mental illness. They just know that he's like this creative genius, and he's doing things that nobody else is really doing. He was already like physically deteriorating at that point too. Yeah, yeah. He looked twenty years older than he yeah, was. Yeah, it was really sad to see him get very. I wrote bulbous. He did. The, they had that interview with him though when he was on acid. Yeah. Yeah, and he was so fucking tapped. Yeah. But and it. So they had that interview with him on acid. It was within the same part of him talking about trying acid at the same time. You think that like, oh, he tried acid. It was horrible. He kept doing acid. Yeah, I'm assuming he was being dosed constantly. I got the impression he was more just smoking pot all the time. And the acid See, was like. I, no, I think he. If you do acid a lot, you just lose your sense of reality. Yeah. And he just turned into this. I say yeah, like I know. Yeah, I don't but know. I've never. But, but no, but acid. the devil's everywhere, and. Yeah, that's the crazy part. So he just he completely lost touch with reality. And, and so it's really hard for me to, I don't know, reconcile everything together. Plus, I don't love the style of music to begin with. I don't know if you have really. I, the genius is there. I had no idea he was that much See, of but, a creative right, so genius. What, what's your genius? Why is it genius to you? The melodies, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean. His way of looking at the world. And how his at, inspiration. As a yeah. child? No. What do you mean as a child? Everything is very basic. Everything is very immature. But he, that's the thing. He whittles all of these like no, it's big emotions he's stuck and feelings in the, down. See, my, I opi- didn't really, my opinion is he's stuck in this mental place that he's, that he's 17 years job. old. 
and he loves Casper. Laurie. The no. Casper thing was weird. He loves GI GI Joe, Captain, no, Captain, Captain America. America. Those were things Captain America. He does con- or he did continue to draw. They mentioned Casper? Captain America on fun. Yeah, he crashed the plane because of Casper. I know it's true. Scott, he was mentally okay, ill. Did you find fine. it? Okay, but that's really? fine. But the music, you got to sing about Casper. So here's the thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're <fucking> stuck on <laughs> Casper. I don't. It doesn't. I don't. So it's because he gets praised for the childlike looking did, at the world. Listen, but I just think his brain was so fucked. If you listen to the lyrics of Casper, he's talking about himself wanting to commit suicide. Okay. You have to. In- just I didn't listen, listen to Casper. So um, I mean, aside from the, whatever they played in the movie. Let's listen to it. Even it's going to be tough to find. But don't, his songs. You don't are, want to hear it. <laughs> I think that they're they talk about the human experience on a level that everyone can relate to, but in a way that they maybe don't think about necessarily. They're very hopeful, even though he was struggling with this mental illness. There's a lot about love, and also but they're it's very this love raw. that's born out of this weird obsession with this girl. Like, so I can't. So if I listen to the music and yeah. I don't know. What Laurie. Sto- <laughs> it I don't got- know who Laurie is. Yeah, well, that's why you listen and, to fun. And then it's like this, this, oh, wow, this guy really gets it. Then you see what it is. And does he get it? Or is this just a childish obsession okay, with a, a 17-year-old girl that rejected him? Here's a good, when he was... Does it matter? I don't know. When MTV went to Austin. I loved that scene. I, and he that played footage. that live concert. What did you think? I thought that he could have been famous if he wasn't mentally ill. I thought the same thing. I was, he was blown so engaging. away. He was like, like uh, hamming with the camera, like yeah. looking at the camera, looking at the crowd. I, I wrote the, crowd the MTV going. performance was incredible. Yeah. But um, does the mental illness allow him to be that outgoing and work his way onto the stage? He hadn't quite cracked at that yeah. point. This was pre-acid, pre... No, but he was still mentally ill. And he right. was still determined to get famous. Right. They didn't... To me, I... I don't think that I re, that was another problem I had was that yeah he was determined to get famous but like what I didn't really think what what was his idea of fame they never really said it yeah he wanted to be in the Beatles <laughs> yeah that was his I mean, idea of fame I don't know I think his songs are very raw very pared down but they're great like building blocks for other artists to take hear it draw inspiration and then do like a, a great version of that song yeah i mean which is maybe discrediting him a little bit but they bring it up in the dock they started the publishing company i think he could have been a songwriter yeah. for other artists i i respected and appreciated the music a lot more once i saw the documentary but like it gave me a bad feeling about the the slick in production on the record because yeah. it just didn't feel like it didn't feel like that was him no. Uh, I, I wrote, Happy Time mentions Laura. And then I wrote, Whatever happened to her? But you said she got divorced. I'm surprised they didn't get her in the dock. That would have been fun to make them meet again. Um, Never. Yeah, I'm sure she would not. Did you like the song Jelly Bean? No. Really? I wrote, I liked the, t- <laughs> I the like speaking intro. But after that, I hated it. Yeah. There's like nothing online about this album either. Yeah, it was surprisingly. It was a f- huge flop. But so, I, so it was really fucked up that... His manager, a friend guy, worked so hard, had this so great hard. contract lined up for mm-hmm. him, and then fucking Metallic is the devil, so no. And then they go with, he goes with the other label, yeah. and they drop him after the one album. So to put it that into context for people, because I didn't really understand record sales and what that means, so 5,800, 5,600, whatever it was, 
Ace of Base, uh, the sign sold three million copies in the same year. Could you imagine if I instead of getting the sign as one of my first CDs, I got fun? <laughs> I my, my life would be so different. Well, the then they made a point in the movie and the doc was that. The deal with Electra was they could never drop him. Basically, yeah. It, right. All he had to do it was, was just per, it was deliver. A great deal. Yeah, and yep. it was like the money was mental, mental it, health it was like based. A, they, yeah, he had to be healthy. It was like they a salary almost. Yeah, and yeah, it was a great deal. And then, and then this guy is the reason that you can listen to this album online because even afterwards, he's gone through the trouble mm-hmm. of making sure you can still, still hear his music. It. And he has to buy his Daniel Johnson's artwork in secret now. Because <laughs> he loves the artwork so much, but he can't have it. Well, and he was dubbing, dubbing the wreck. Oh, did he die? Is that Daniel the Johnson? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh! I thought Not you were talking Jeff. about the. Yeah, yeah. That was sad. How he was like hand dubbing all the records. Uh, did you listen to Hi? How are you? Yeah. I found it to be borderline unlistenable. Uh, I, what was the quote? To the general populace, it's unlistenable. Is what Kathy McCarty said, and that's why she re-recorded it oh okay yeah i she came you know all his friends they came off really well but if you were there i don't know he was so fucked up so i really appreciated that one guy who was a music critic and i'm forgetting his name lewis black yeah saying that um you know you think about these famous mentally ill artists like van gogh and you think about how they were underappreciated in their time and what would you do if you were their contemporary and you would support them and and he said, here we are with the perfect example, and we're just pushing this guy off because we don't want to deal with him. Yeah. You know, there's uh, there's so much to talk about because... The, Can you to, give me a quick Brian Wilson comp? Because I do not know Brian Wilson's history. Brian Wilson, he had mental illness, but he also had a ton of money, mm-hmm. and he did pay for therapy. He had a live-in... Uh, life coach i forget the guy's name but he was very controversial he just kept him he kept him but like he also took over like all his business dealings brian wilson laid in bed for a year Um, very similar very similar and he's shaky and he's he's got a warble but he's got money so he and he does seek help as needed okay but he also wrote pet sounds i don't think yeah if anything Daniel Johnson didn't. No, have I'm not saying. It. Yeah, but I mean, it was a weird comp. One of the most famous mentally ill artists. Right. But now, what did you think of when Daniel Johnston met Danny and the Nightmares? The fuck Satan kid. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a weird thing to put in the doc, but I guess they needed stuff of modern day Daniel. But Johnston. how? Also, how they met? Yeah. So they were driving down the road and saw mm-hmm. Daniel Johnson getting attacked by a dog and the kid <laughs> the said, I ki- think that's Daniel Johnson. <laughs> and then his girlfriend kicked the kicked dog the in the dog. face and then Scott was hooting and hollering cheering. and cheering. You'd <laughs> love that part. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny. And then I'm like, I thought those two kids, I thought the kid was like a scumbag. I, I, and then when he was like, we, he, he, then he said he was into pet sounds. I'm like, well, yeah. this kid is like thoughtful. Yeah, he's just got misplaced ideals of some sort. Yeah. Very religious, not to disparage yeah, anybody's yeah. beliefs, but they also had like Jesus framed pictures yep. up on the wall in their in their practice studio. Yeah, no, and, it's, it's the explicit Christianity, yeah. maybe I don't know. Right, but yeah, it's just fuck Satan. It was kind of like 
it, it was terrible. The music was terrible. <laughs> it was, really it was terrible. <laughs> There's a live album from like. But also, years. again, really sad because because Daniel Johnson is writing the lyrics and he's talking about this man who's essentially just a pest to everybody around him. Yeah, I don't, I, it's such a sad story, and it made me just feel bad for listening to the album. Really? It did. I did not have a good feeling. But I listened to it so much more closely. Um, Delusion and Confusion was another song I really liked. I'll play a little of that. Um, and I did like most of it. I liked Foxy Girl. All right, I'll play Foxy Girl. And Love Will See You Through. Do you think Foxy Girl is, I think it's pulling from Foxy Lady. Foxy Girl? <laughs> yeah, but is this him playing guitar? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, but I think so. He had did not show any sort of guitar ability. Did definitely more than I could do. Uh, well, you suck. I suck. Like that's not saying anything. Yeah, it's saying that he can do more than the average person. Yeah, but you and I are average. all he did. He was playing did an untuned but... guitar in the live things in the movie, I, including when he in the modern day, like the the sort of the contemporary parts. Yeah, I'd have to see him playing this live. There's not a lot of full band stuff that's live. No, there's nothing. The Mountain Dew. That was a pretty good song, the Mountain Dew song. It was. I was. <laughs> it's it, a good jingle. Yeah. <laughs> Until he started talking about the demons. Yeah, the demons yeah. drink the Mountain Dew. <laughs> Otherwise, he might have had a little Mountain Dew deal. He sent it. It was rejected. The fact that he was, even when he was um, on his meds, yep. he was cogent enough to know that if he was going to play a show, he needed to be Off his not, as yeah. not on it. Yeah. And he would just hide it for a month. I think that's and just... And then he would go fucking crash a plane and try to kill him and his dad. Common with artists who struggle with mental illness yeah. is that they think that if they take medication, it's going to ruin their art. And it does. Yeah. I thought but, it was... Like, uh, they survived the plane crash... How? How? He had the. He knew in his training the land in the trees. In the I, trees. The dad though. The parents. Seeing that oh. dad cry like that. It was tough. Oh god. The picture of him after they crash. Smiling. Smiling. And then he's like, "This is after the crash. He's smiling." And this is a short time later at the hospital. He's in the. He's on the stretcher. <laughs> I'm like, "Is was that? Oh no, who homered? Austin. Oh, who? Who? The Barnes Owl. <laughs> well." Pat, Lousy Weekend is my favorite song on this All right, let's hear it. This was on, um, did you guys have MySpace profiles back in the day? I don't think I did. I did. So in the later days of MySpace, you could play like, you could have a little song play on your profile when people clicked on it, and I had this on there for a while. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You didn't, so you bought the album, but you didn't say if you ever really listened to it. I listened to it a lot, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, just kind of stopped. At yeah, some point, but I I really I, this was tough for me. After watching the doc, you, you're you're fascinated by the Just cats. Speak. Don't worry about me. <laughs> um, well, you guys are my audience. I, I'm trying to connect and engage. I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was just I don't know. I don't know how it's going to take me a while to process this. Okay. Anyway, I watched it two weeks ago. My memory on this stuff is generally like a day and a half. That's true. Yeah. So, and it's all stuck with me. It, mm-hmm. It's very powerful. I just don't like it that much. I like it. I like the music. It's been coming up more in my like daily playlist on Spotify, which I listen to a lot, mm-hmm. and it's it's welcome. But like the strings are so good on this album. 
Right. I you do like the strings. Yep. Where do they go? Are they him? No. no. So God, they, no. They hired a band, and I, I meant to look into it to see who it was. I really like the strings. Yeah. There is an album with Danny and the Nightmares on Spotify. Is it? Yeah. Oof, oh I didn't, didn't well, listen to it, that. Sad, but when like he lost his teeth. The, and the fuck Satan guy? No. When Daniel Johnston lost his teeth. Oh. And like, from the Mountain Dew, obviously. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> so, like, all the live stuff, he's got this horrible, like, speaking, singing disorder. Um, let's see what we're at. We're at an hour and a half. We have, we have to move on. Do you, Any f- closing thoughts? I, I'm just glad that you guys gave this a shot. I'm glad we watched the documentary. I know we didn't watch it together. This but album without the documentary would have been just, I have no idea. Okay. The documentary was super important, and I'm glad I watched it. I'm yeah. glad I had no problem paying for it. I think it's the first thing I've ever paid God, for. I know. They I, made, he made twelve. Somebody made twelve dollars off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the the movie was a fucking mi- is a mind fuck. The album yeah. is good. It's a welcome addition. I will be checking it out. Oh, I think we Scott, didn't talk about Kurt Cobain and how he basically just I was have the like reason a memory. why yeah. Daniel Johnson he wore became the, famous. He wore the high how are story. He wore yeah. the high how are you shirt for like a month straight. Yeah. So on MTV. And on that's, MTV. So record companies just wanted to hire this guy or sign a contract mm-hmm. with this guy yeah, just that was based why on a, that shirt. That's why there was, was a bidding, bidding war. war. Yeah. The guy Which from is Electra yep. was Cobain's former manager yep. and Cobain wanted him, so he just did it. So mm. we talked about this with the raincoats. Hell yeah. Kurt Cobain Tastemaker. put them on the map. Yeah. Daniel Johnson, same thing. Crazy. I, I wonder if, like what Nirvana fans thought when they heard Daniel Johnston. It couldn't have been. It didn't positive. go over well. <laughs> yeah. How did yeah, they think that? They didn't that buy the record. There's a lot of recorded music that he did with what the guy's name was Jad Fair. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of stuff that I didn't really listen to it, but like before Fun, where it was more on the professional side, I didn't really listen to because in the stoop in the documentary. Him being in New York was so sad and tragic. Yeah. With Sonic, like Thurston Moore and Kim Gordon are driving around looking for him. So that footage was crazy because were they just filming filming themselves? I don't all know. The There's time? so much footage. It's crazy. It there were so many conversations that I'm like that were on tape. I wish I could remember before some, shows, after shows. Some of them were just like wha- driving wha- around looking for Daniel Johnson. They just <laughs> had the camera going. Yeah. It was pretty wild to see, uh, and. You know, some of the cameras were the old school yeah. like, film. So, Daniel Johnston, I, I give him a smash. Scott gives him a trash. I think Emily <laughs> gives him a smash. Yes. Um, next up, next. I is did want to pitch. Hit me for the next ra- rating or ranking. Oh yeah. Our favorite, how we've enjoyed each of the albums slash artists we've done so far. Wow. <laughs> wow. We could do it at the end if you well, want. If okay. you no, think let's about do it, it now. All right. Cock Two Twins is my favorite. I'm, because, a, rain, I'm a raincoats guy. Um, I will never listen to Bombay Cycle Club, <laughs> Bicycle Club ever again. So, yeah, I think we can all agree on that. I no, think that was my... See, they're ahead of Daniel Johnston for me. Really? really? Yeah. But there's, there's myth, mythos with... Does nothing for my... I don't enjoy listening to the music. I just had so much fun recording that that like I'll I feel bad that the band sucks so bad. Yeah. But they have I, enough fans, I'm sure. Yeah, they do. We're not seeing any of that money. So Emily, what's your favorite so far? Well, this goes back to Pat's question of 
if you say something's your favorite, is it your favorite or is it what you want people to think is your favorite? I don't know. I probably Daniel Johnson has a special place in my heart, mm-hmm. so he'll probably be my favorite. I gotta shut him, shut his ass off. Love the raincoats <laughs> and the the cocteau twins. I think have the most varied sound from anything that I listen to, and I respect them in that sense. And I I think about them more than any band that we've. I mean, about they're so everywhere. Far. Like, yeah. it's so crazy. They pop up everywhere now. And, well, they also just, like, pop into my head for no reason. Yeah. it's When they come on my my daily playlist, I'm, like, sick. And I like I feel like I'm, I feel like I know a lot of their music, too, yeah. at this point. So, yeah. um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. All right. What is – what's yours? So, I, I'm a Raincoats guy. I'm okay. listening to that album still twice a week, at least. Good for oh. you. Um, I really enjoy it. I don't know what the next cast will be, but – I think I'm going to leave it into you guys' hands. Well, we talked about the five for five. Yeah, I do like the five the five uh, for five, but we'll have to. I'm we gotta. Need, I'm gonna need ground rules on that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna. But the bandwidth's gonna be running out when I try to post this. I'm gonna. I don't think there's much editing to do, but I don't think I'll have it out till maybe Sunday morning. But right, let's go ham on Hamilton. All right, let's go ham on Hamilton. All right, if you were a pornographic film director and you had to make a Hamilton parody, what would yours be called? I, I'm giving Scott, this to you guys. what would yours be called? What's what's your I don't know. joke that you're angling here either, for? I, I don't know. I just popped into my head. All right. Probably Ramelton or Slamelton. <laughs> I don't know. Slamel tongue. Great bit. What's next? Um, so this <laughs> <laughs> just this is how Emily wants to <laughs> discuss her favorite um, production over the last. Okay, decade. so I decided to join the liberal elites. Right, and Emily. Yeah. How many times? Did you listen to the soundtrack before seeing this about two months ago? So wait a minute. Let me oh give my you, God. I, I think we need the I'm stunned at her answer. Your question was great. You have to tell me your relationship with Hamilton. Well, let me give a little backstory. So it's fair to say that I've seen you guys more during the pandemic than I've seen you at any other point in our lives. Which is not the case for everybody. We're, we're lucky we have a lot of outdoor spaces we can gather in. And, and we live this. pretty close. Very. Right. But before the pandemic, I would see you, Scott, maybe every three, four months, and you, Pat, maybe like three times a year. <laughs> would, it's also the same thing, but that's all right. That's true. You're right. <laughs> um, um, but Pat, so we would see each other very infrequently. And that's true. And we would have to catch up. And one of the questions you would always ask me is, what have you been listening to uh-huh. lately? And for like a year, it was so embarrassing because the only thing I was listening to besides podcasts and audiobooks was the Hamilton soundtrack. So I saw you at one point and you said, what have you been listening to lately? And I said, the Hamilton soundtrack. And you Did he throw up on you? N- he didn't really react. I think he was afraid for my well, opinion at that point. But then I saw you again months later and you asked me the same question and it was still the Hamilton soundtrack you just lied to me <laughs> i did i did lie to you at that point. Oh, <laughs> second, second what, time she what, did. <laughs> because i was so embarrassed she didn't want to get spit on honestly i was paying for spotify basically just to listen should to have bought the album at that point well well so you were deep into the soundtrack yeah and you had never seen it no, in any I, form this is i, I don't I have seven hundred dollars to drop on a ticket i don't know what you have and don't have <laughs> well all right, now this is turning into an interview. I'm not oh. buying $3,000 coaches. Wow. <laughs> Stick with the 1200 I haven't technically <laughs> paid for it yet. So you loved the soundtrack. So what happened was I saw Ed Helms performing You'll Be Back mm-hmm. from Hamilton. Should I play it? Sure. 
and I really liked that song. So that was the the intro for me with Hamilton. I was like, okay, I like this song. I'm going to check out the soundtrack. And after that, I was all in. Did you know who Jonathan Groff was? No. Okay. I never saw Mindhunter. So. I mean, I right. saw the first episode. I was a big fan of the show Looking on HBO. Have you played a, a gay guy that came out of the closet and he was navigating through San Francisco and I thought he was great in it. I think that must have came before Hamilton. Yeah, it must have. Is he gay? I think so, yeah. I have no idea. Um, so, this is not hip hop. No, this is Beatles based. Okay. It's something off of Sgt. Pepper's, probably. I did really love his yeah. performance on this. Yeah. If the you see him on the stage, it's even better. Zooming in on the yep. spittle. The spittle. Yep. I haven't. He was very funny. So far, I'm just really observing. Like Howerton, though. You think so? I do. Okay. So, you like this? Mm hmm. What did you think of the hip hop stuff? Loved it. Do you like hip hop? This is the wrong yeah. line of questioning. Let me let me turn you the like tables. Hip-hop? Let, let her... me let me turn the tables okay. here. Why were you so opposed to Hamilton without having heard or seen any? I'll other... tell you why. Because Lin Manuel Miranda has a stupid face. That's just mean. And he was that, always that's the worst argument I've ever heard. Okay, I I'll tell you why I feel that way. Is that I knew, and this is with a lot of things that get popular, especially for me. You're very anti fads. No. Yes. He loves the second backlash. Not the first. <laughs> no, he because... the second. All right. Uh, sell this to me. If someone said there's a play with hip-hop music where mm-hmm. the entire cast of Hamilton is being recast of, with people of color, and they well, rap... What do you mean the entire cast is being recast? This is the cast. Well, okay, the history is being retold. Okay. Uh, immediately, I'm going to think that's a little strange. I don't... I've never seen anything on Broadway before. I mean, not a musical guy. Not a musical guy. Nor this are you. is not for no, me. Minus this Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> now, in school, the 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 people that perform this stuff, those theater kids, didn't hang out with them. So, this to me was for them when it came out. Now, it but everyone loved it and you knew that. Yeah. So okay, then so, you went to your anti-popular stance. Okay, right. yeah. Of anti-popular. which I Now, I'm Okay. I also take often an anti-popular stance but things can be you guys are just snobs yeah yes. i am a snob <laughs> i have someone has to be the gatekeeper what am i supposed to do <laughs> gatekeeper to, to my what? own enjoyment i i have to no one else is looking out for me when it comes to like <laughs> media except maybe scott and even then i'm still i ran gonna... i ran music elite <laughs> Oh, God, I still cringe every time I hear that name. That's awful. (laughs) I didn't even know what Hamilton was until probably like it came out in 20. What year did it premiere? 2015, I think. I just saw Lin-Manuel Miranda's face on Twitter, and he had a lot of like that picture of him biting his lip that went around for a while. That was awful. I hated it. But I'm not a Broadway person. I don't consider him. Did you hear his WTF? He did not come off good on his WTF. I did not listen to that. He also talked about how the rapper Immoral Technique used to bully him and throw him in a trash can. I don't know who Immoral Technique is, but I'm like, this guy seems like a nerd. Wow, so you're anti-nerd too. <laughs> but <No>. he's not. <laughs> it, but it's just a stance he can take. But it's like, this was not for me. And it got so popular mm-hmm. that I c- couldn't see it out of principle. But things that do get very popular, <laughs> I will take. I will change my stance on. 
I don't like the you. show Game of Thrones, which I absolutely Did, hated. Yeah, and you've changed. I have changed. I liked it. Did wow. you change Hamilton's stance? So I let's, let's get into it. Yeah, let's right. cut to the chase. All right. So my first thought was, I still do not like Lin Manuel Miranda. I thought he was by far the worst person in the play. You're right. I could but not he stand his the entire. That's thing. fine. He did not have to be in it. I thought his speaking voice was annoying. I thought his singing voice was a weird, high pitched thing that I don't know if that was part of the character. No, that's just him. That's I did not care for it. I thought that his raps. I mean, they're not they're raps, I guess, but they're rehearsed and. They're about history. Look at you, the freestyle kid. <laughs> well, he 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 started the the first Hamilton mixtape was freestyles. Mm-hmm. He did do them before he did Hamilton the musical. And but then they were good, so he kept them. Okay, that's fine. But like, I just didn't care for him. I didn't find him to have any sort of charisma. I didn't. Th- I think anybody could have played him. I'm not denying his talent. I've never seen Mona, but I know a lot of people that I respect. Moana? Moana. I like Mona. (laughs) Mona. But, like, I do appreciate that he is talented. I thought he came off a bit smug. Stick to the script there. No, I I wrote (laughs) that I thought he came off a bit smug. Now. I think he's supposed to as Hamilton because Hamilton is arrogant. All that stuff that they talk about him. Now, I'm watching a Broadway play Mm -hmm. on TV. On Disney Plus, which I begrudgingly have. Once you throw Disney into the mix, I'm more of a hater. Mando. Yeah, well, this I like the week? Mandalorian. So I'm paying. My thing expires, of course, next week. So Pony perfect up. timing. Pony up. Five bucks. <sighs> but now, I haven't said the music yet. I will say this. I forget what joke it was. There was a funny <laughs> line. The jokes where everyone laughed, I laughed too. For a joke to kill in on Broadway like that, Every single night, I have to, I do think that that's... Give kudos. Give kudos. I appreciated the comedic use and well-placed profanity. Mm-hmm. I thought that was all right. But the crowd was obviously Hamilton super fans, which have probably all seen the play multiple times. Possibly. Can't I don't know prove who that. was in the crowd. But... Prove that. <laughs> Emily. I want receipts. Emily, give um, me a seat listing. So, Give me the charter. To me, that... You know, was fine. The crowd wasn't a major, you know, selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I did the music up top. What was the first number? Was Alexander it? Hamilton. Did not like it at all, which is fine. I wasn't going to like everything. Did not like it. Aaron Burser, I did not mind. I already went into this liking David Diggs. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I thought he was awesome. I liked him a lot. I liked his raps. I didn't know he had two roles. Yeah. So I hated I that. Didn't, I didn't really get That's very common in theater. It, it makes sense in yeah. the, after I saw it, but going in, like, why are they wasting him on this French accented Lafayette. thing that doesn't work? Yeah. And then he plays the second Jefferson. half, he kills it. Yeah. Um, Anthony Ramos. Ramos. Adorable. I already liked him going in. He's he plays the Spike Lee character from She's Gotta Have It, the movie, which Spike Lee played. He plays that in the Netflix version where they kind of redo it as a modern-day thing. Um, I, I thought he was great. Um, he also plays 
uh, Hamilton's son, mm-hmm. who died at 19 in a duel. And it was very sad. Yes. So I liked him. And I'm, these were like the first thing. He's these, John Lawrence. Okay. He's his other character. I wrote something about John Lawrence. Um, let me look at my notes. Who also uh, died. I, uh, let's see what I wrote. I wrote Lynn was smug. I didn't understand the wild cheering. Um, I wrote what's up with his voice in the second song. He also seemed like Get he was off out the of, Lynn thing. I'm, he he was sound your, like he you, was out of breath. You made your point. Lawrence freestyle. I thought it was good, but I think Lynn ruined it. That's what I wrote. Which freestyle are you talking about? It must have been the first one. In my shot? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. And I don't, I didn't mind my shot. I'd heard it a million times. Ha- a what? million? <laughs> like I two? Think my parents, wait, 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 wait. I thought you never heard any of this. I what, what's the actual number here? Is it one or is it like 50? 50. My parents listen to it. All the time? My sister listens to it. Yeah? Um, my sister's wife listens to it. Progressive. Um, <laughs> so I already kind of knew this. Do you walk around with a card that you just hand out? Yeah. See, his voice is a little weird. Okay, I, I want to move on, though. He's a great voice person, but he listened to what he created. He he has the right to do this if he wants to do it. He wrote the music and the lyrics. I do respect that he brought the show recorded to MT, uh, to Disney+, Plus because he could easily have made a movie out of it, yeah. and they didn't do that. Will they? Who knows? And it was supposed to be released in October 2021 on Disney Plus, yeah, but mm-hmm. they they bumped it. They bumped it up because everyone was in the pandemic and they knew they needed a little joy in their life. They well, wanted to make Emily happy. What do you exactly. call the first part of a play before the intermission? The I don't act. Know. The first act. So there's two acts. Sure. Okay. Um, I liked the first act a lot more than the second. When he the first gonna, act closer is a fucking bang. What song was that? I don't know. <laughs> I like the Skylar Sisters. I told Scott, this was my favorite song. I thought the, uh, and I liked, I liked the rap battle. Yeah. The, 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 the it was a Senate hearing mm-hmm. rap battle. I liked that. That I was, was all pre- act two, right? Yeah. I was prepared was to two, hate yeah. it. So act two opens yeah, with, uh, what did I miss? But so Jefferson comes on the scene at the beginning of act two. I like the chorus in this song. Because it, it kind of was, it changed up everything. Yeah. Kind of like reset. The pacing changed. I thought the chorus was awesome. So I really what I liked, liked about the end of act, the last song of act one. Nonstop. Is the way they tied 11 songs into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's really That's pretty hard common to do. on Broadway. I know. Though, right? I mean, probably. I, I don't but know. But to that extent. Yeah. Know. There was a lot there. And he does and that a lot throughout. Yeah. It, it, they work it together, but then yeah. to really bring everything together. Yeah. And then just to close out the act that way, I thought it was tremendous. Yep. Yeah, I like the look around part. I wrote that down. Um, the second act, I mean. I, oh, Emily's dancing. Why is <laughs> why is this so long? The play? Yeah. It's two and a half hours. Come on. Long. I think that's two and normal. a half hours. That's insane. He's telling a lot of history. Lewin Davis was two fifteen, right? Yeah. yeah, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> um, this felt like two and a half hours. Did it feel like that to you? Not really. I, yeah, no, it did, but not in a bad way. There's just a lot of songs, and I mean, songs take time this. to play. I'm a trust fund baby. You can trust me. I thought. Yeah, I mean. The casting thing and how, like, I never really knew why. Right, I st- Pat, time to shut up. Emily, opine. I mean, what else, what more can I say? I don't even, I mean, 
I want like an Odom Diggs 2020 presidential ticket. Is it too late to get them on the the ballot here? I would. I trust my life with them. Um, (laughs) Have you seen Blind Spotting? No. You should. Davy Diggs wrote, directed everything. It's really good. It's better than Hamilton. No. Uh, It's. He's recommended it to me twice. uh, I think it's on demand. It's really good. Um, I don't know how he was able to make it because he's not in. I don't know how Broadway works, so it's like you see him on Broadway and you're like, all right, we're going to let this guy direct and write a movie, but it was really good. Did you feel like you learned something from this? Because I learned a lot. Yes, um, I did. I had this sensation. I don't know how much is true, so that's the thing when you watch something. Yeah. You go into everything very skeptical. I think so most my, of it is pretty true, except I have heard bu- that the Tomcat being named after him is in contention. Huh. George Washington's Tomcat. Oh. Anyway, Who gives a shit? I thought, okay, but so... But my first instinct after watching something like this is to double check and get factual. Yeah, I was reading I didn't about, bother doing it because I don't actually care. first instinct. Oh. But, yeah, I can fight my instincts. That's true. A few of them. <laughs> you should. Not all of them. You should constantly <laughs> be fighting your instincts. Um, I thought that the guy from Looking, what was his name? John Groff. I thought he was awesome. Oh, no, this isn't him. I thought he was very watchable. Uh... Who is the other dude that pl- who played Aaron Burr? Leslie Odom Jr. Did you like him? Loved him. Did you like him? Yeah. So I listened to the big picture talk about Hamilton, and they both saw it in person. Mm-hmm. And Sean Fennessy said that the the Disney production did a disservice to Leslie Odom Jr. That he shined much more in person than on yeah. the screen. Did you I'm, like him? I liked him. So. The play's called Hamilton, but I think Leslie Odom, it could have went either way. It, I'm not saying the title should change right. or anything like that. Before this, if you say Alexander Hamilton, what do you think of? Me? Yeah. Before the play, I ever heard of it? Yeah. $10 bill? Is he on that? Yep. You don't think of Berg shooting him? You don't think Maybe of that, from like, like a commercial. Milk commercial? Yeah, with the but <laughs> like, with I never knew... <laughs> You know, God. fuck me, but I never knew like duels were real. Like I didn't no. know. I don't know. That seemed that was one of like the few parts of American history that stuck with me. See, Lin Manuel got to run around and attempt charisma when Leslie Odom was it's so negative. Hey, I watched it. Okay, <laughs> Leslie Odom did, Th- was thank just kind of stood around. I, I thought they really. I thought he could have moved around more. Um. You know, Anthony Ramos was these. They were moving around, jumping around, and Aaron well, Burr is supposed to be kind of like reserved and not really letting his true colors show. Okay, and so I think that's part of it. Yeah, I I thought I liked the King George character. I yeah, thought, here this is Jonathan Groff. That last song was not. I, was I thought wrong. there was a lot there, and it, it's like not being a Broadway person. I. I don't know what I would have felt if I... What if I had seen it when it first came out and I had no idea about any of the... I think you, you would, would have, have loved it. And you would not have shut up that, about yes. it. You would have pitched it to in, everybody. Exactly. In your heart of hearts. <laughs> I'm 100% yes. sure that's what would have happened. And you know it too. Yes. That's I don't, why you're I asking, don't, yes, that's why you're asking know. the question. You are begging the question. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> would I have liked it? Uh. So did you listen with headphones? Did you blast it? What did you do? I blasted it. Like... I had the headphones on, and I think if you were there, I don't know how you don't love it. Yeah. I yeah. think all those people running around. Yeah. I don't know how you don't love it. 
it's tough to say. I don't know. Is it? Like, I like hip hop music. Some mm. of it, I don't need to get. Some of it feels a bit cheesy, but watching it, having taken the time to watch it and pay attention, it reminds me of like when a teacher would maybe rap. And you'd be like, <laughs> would rap history to you? Did this happen to you guys at your it, high school? I think it might have. Yeah, been. but like, <laughs> um, but it's you're. Lo- I'm trying to say Mastro that, probably tried that. Right? Yeah, like, but when you're like, all right, it it's kind of good. It's not bad. It just it felt academic to me. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a but criticism, but is it? Yeah. It has helped me win Jeopardy. I could answer it. But without seeing it, you could have asked me probably 10 Jeopardy questions about it, and I would have known the answer. That's oh, not true at all. About Hamilton or about the play? No, about American history that I learned from Hamilton. Oh, Like, okay. there was a Theodosia question recently. I think I remember seeing that. Theodosia. Yeah. And I would not have known that if not for Hamilton. I want to see if I have anything else in my notes that I need to bring up. Um, but uh, Mindhunter was good. Um his lips were very shiny, but that was like for the spittle, I imagine. Was yeah. King George like crazy? All the kings were crazy. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't they were like probably inbred? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I thought that the rap battle was going to be cheesy, and it was good. But that mo- that's because of David Diggs is so good. Yeah. I mean, he was. He blew I, us all away. Yeah. I probably won't watch it again, but I did tell my parents to watch it, so. <laughs> The old know. weird recommendation. I didn't like it, but you might. I said it was okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all you Do can Do they have, have the Disney Plus? They don't, but I'll give them the login. They watch Bando, though, right? My parents? Yeah. No. Oh, they should. Your dad would love it. My dad doesn't like I don't Star believe. Wars. Yes, he does. <laughs> I don't think he does. Your dad is father to your brother. That's true. Your dad likes Star Wars. I don't know. Do you like Star Wars? I've only seen the first original three. Okay. Out of the entire franchise. Well. And I did like them. I mean, this was good. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again. We'll regroup five episodes from now. Honestly, <laughs> I've been wanting to. I'm trying to find a you way to. You could get the kids to maybe. If I ever get a fucking couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the kids will watch it. I'll make Marie watch it. I'll... Disney cuts the two F-bomb drops, so. Oh, they say so that in the play? So there's yeah. three. No, one of them trails off. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, but the two that are in the actual yeah. musical Which that is fine. Disney that doesn't cut matter. them. It's 10.30. I, yeah, time is flown. We got to wrap it up. We do. What is Lin-Manuel's next project? He is doing a movie for In the Heights, which was another Broadway play. I remember that, yeah. Um, so that, I think, is done filming. I don't know where they're at in production, but Anthony Ramos is starring oh, in that. Could, so is like Lin-Manuel like, untouchable for you? Like, will you watch anything he does? Not necessarily. Okay. I do think he's truly a genius. I don't you think know he's how. A genius? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. How can you create this? And I mean, he read a, a we should like thousand page yeah. biography on Alexander Hamilton. Did and you came read away it with this? No. I was wondering that. No. So the Mount Rushmore, the Yes This Is podcast, Mount Rushmore of genius, <laughs> Daniel Johnston, <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> They've made it. Who will make it next? I can't pick anyone from Cock Two Twins. I put the Certainly. raincoats up there. I would. Kimmy Gina. Yeah. yeah, nobody from the Bombay Bicycle Club no. is in there. Nope. No, they didn't make the cut. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we got to everything. I don't know if we'll need to maybe take a week off and split this into two, but we we'll see. We could cut it at um, 
I don't. Yeah, you Whatever figure it out. All right. Well, that's I do want to say anyone that has my Plex on the rocks now stream. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, and that looks okay. it looks really looks good. Do you think so? Yeah. I thought it looked a little. I like Rashida. I like Bill. I like yeah. Sophia. Yeah. I thought it looked a little like dull, like a little dull. You ever see Somewhere? No, I didn't. You should watch Somewhere. I should. I was listening to the big picture talk about it today. What'd they say about it? I don't know. I didn't get to it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. 